and welcome. My name is Lana Lynn Marino and I'm here today to give you some support in this episode. I'm an energy healer, intuitive therapist and guidance as well as support in challenging times. So my last episode was about clinging to our pain. This episode I'm going to go a little bit further in why we cling to our pain but also to look at the instability that we are all going through in the world right now. Relationships are failing, relationships are put at risk simply because of our fear of trying to get back to who we were. And we are living in challenging times where the pandemic lockdown has caused a lot of people to dislocate from who they really are, from their peace, their inner power, and more importantly, identity. Now, identity plays a huge role in who we think we are, the identity that we were given as children. I want you to take a moment to think about your identity. Who are you? What are you? How do people recognize you? How do people know you as? Are you a director of a company? Are you a mother working at home? Are you a wife waiting for your husband to come home every day to kind of just sit and listen to be a listener for him or her? Are you someone that gives unconditionally but doesn't get anything back or doesn't get enough back. Identity is important. I'm a rescuer, that was my identity for many years. And as a rescuer, my belief was that if I look after people, then somewhere down the line, I'm going to get looked after. Behold, I have made all things new, God tells us. And indeed, the cosmos is constantly renewing itself and constantly giving rise to forms that never existed before. And the most exciting thing about this novelty is that it is unpredictable. For some people, unpredictability is scary, but in fact, being prepared not to know is a true recognition that there is a power higher than ourselves. If we are prepared to experience what life has to offer, we have to be prepared for unpredictability. Then not knowing what will happen becomes for us not a deficiency, but a source of creativity and a way to sense the divine. Darkness is more productive of sublime ideas than light. That was by Edmund Burke. And that's from a book that I read constantly that I've bought two episodes before, Gardening the Soul by Sister Stancilus Kennedy. So identity in that in that verse there comes across as being unpredictable. For some people, unpredictability is scary. I have to know what my role is. I have to know what I'm doing tomorrow. I have to know what is around the corner. I have to know what is going to happen next. This keeps us together. It keeps us online with our fear. It keeps us online with, in fact, trying to manage our fear, trying to manage our emotions. Remember, emotions are in the belly, sacral center, the chakra that is the second center in our evolution in our evolution and in our metaphysical body um, it's part of our 
subtle energy fields um, and our creativity. It's also, the belly also represents the creativity of the child self. But this is where we hold a lot of our fear. You know that feeling when you have a thought about something? Does he like me? Does she like me? Have I done something wrong? Um, And so that thought becomes a feeling. That thought becomes an emotion. I've spoke about identity many times before, and I think we all go through life with different identities at different times. I want you to think back to that little six-year-old, and I want you to do this now with your eyes closed. If you think about that little six-year-old, who were you? What were you doing at that time? What were you bringing to the world? What were your expectations? How did you survive? I want you to try to connect to that little six-year-old, and I'm choosing the number six is because at six years of age we're still developing the base chakra which is just below the sacral chakra is developing and we're still exploring our identity we're still exploring being in the world and being part of the world but remember that as children we came and we were spiritual beings spiritual beings coming into a human existence so our human conditioning really comes from the identity of a child's beliefs and what we believe to be true at that time. So just to take a moment, what is just to feel into that section? Now I want you to ask that little six-year-old, what can you do for her as the adult that you are now? for her or for him. What can I do for you? What can I give you? How can I make you see that life is safe? I am here for you. How can you hold that six-year-old? And maybe that little six-year-old doesn't want to be held. Maybe he or she believes that they can't trust the world. They can't trust their parents. They can't trust anyone so just feel into that little sexual and now as you feel into him or her just notice what they might be wearing notice what they have on their feet notice what their hair looks like a color might come up feel into that color might be a color that brought the child some sort of joy or some sense of stability. Thank you. And so from identity of the the child self, the six-year-old, we're going to go to the identity of the 13-year-old. The 13-year-old moving into the world with a belief system that I'm going to see the world through my eyes, not through what I've been shown. They call it the rebellious teenage years, but I think it's just a way of experiencing life 
through a different lens. And the solar plexus, is, it's all about, as you know, it's all about self-empowerment, but it's also where the digestive system is starting to develop. Our immune system, when we're young, we're able to eat and drink and do whatever. We're able to abuse ourselves because our immune system usually is quite strong. And we can get away with a lot more than what we can get away with when we're older. So that little 13 year old, um, I just want you to see him or her. Where were they? What were they doing? I want you to see the identity that this child had at that time. Were they a follower? Were they a leader? Were they brave? Were they scared? Were they unsure? Were they under pressure by their peers? Were they bullied? Were they confident? Were they able to say no when they meant no? Or were they saying yes when they meant no? Just take a moment to go into your 13 year old. And again, as the adult that you are now, stand by them and let them know that they are safe, that life is okay. And again, they might not want to believe you, they might not trust you, but try it out. And now we're going to go to the 25-year-old. What were you doing at 25? Where were you? How were you? What was your identity? Were you married? Did you have children? Were you single? Did you come out as gay? Were you in a transitional space in your life where you were finding the identity of the powerful person that you were? Were you standing up as an activist to all the homophobia, racism, inequalities, people that didn't accept the diversities of life at that time? Who were you? What was your identity? What flag were you carrying? And again, come close to your adult self. Recognize the identity that you had at these three stages of your life. I'm going to introduce my eight-year-old. So my eight-year-old, um, her identity was very shy, very quiet, very withdrawn, wouldn't say boo to a goose would not, most definitely not, be a follower, uh, sorry, be a leader. She was always a follower. So my little eight-year-old, I can see her now standing with her stepmother being held back, afraid of speaking to her mother when her mother's asking her if she's safe. Do you want to come home? You're living with your father and your stepmother. Are you happy? Is she treating you okay? Yes, mummy, yes, mummy, yes, mummy. I said yes all the time when I wanted to say no. My father not knowing, not understanding the pain that I was going through because his intention was to make my stepmother happy by abandoning his power and by abandoning me. So what we're seeing here is how our identity is formed by saying yes when I meant no. When you say yes, when you mean no, it brings us to where you are right now, today. 
This is, um, today we're talking about identity, and if you've just joined me, um, my name is Lana Lynn Marino, and I've been through many different identities. I've had three marriages, um, and it feels for the first time in my 60s that this is my first time getting married. Can you believe that? Um, I watched the documentary recently on Joan Collins, who had been married five times, and then I watched a documentary years ago on Elizabeth Taylor, and she'd been married eight times. And when we think about people that get married over and over, you know, we, we go to that judgmental state of, you know, uh, they like getting married. And someone said to me, oh, you must like wedding rings, you know, after my last marriage. But quickly, it made me revert into, reverse into, oh my gosh, you know, I'm a bad person. I didn't give enough to my, my former marriages. You know, it was my fault. It was my fault that the marriages ended. So I took, I took some responsibility and some of the blame which uh, in part when I look back at it um, there's always two people in any relationship my identity in both those relationships was based on insecurities was based on doubt mistrust was based on so many things that came from my childhood experiences so it makes sense to think that um, you know, I wasn't able to be aligned completely in my power as I am now in my 60s and with my husband, my new husband, who um, just a couple of weeks ago, after 12 years together, um, made that commitment to me as I did to him. And as I said, it felt like the first time. When we do something later on in life, something that we've tried and tested earlier on in life, it's gonna be a whole new experience to you. Identity as we move through life changes. If I'm someone that is in charge of a company or I'm, I'm in charge of a group of people and I'm responsible for running my own business, but at the same time, um, I'm unable to let go of the identity of the pleaser or someone that needs approval. How is that going to help me in my business today? How is that going to help me to be um, precise in being able to be assertive in standing up to my employers or my employees, should I say? I'm just giving you that example because just recently, I worked with someone that um, felt very powerful, but she was unable to actually experience the separation between personal and professional. And I think that's something that you know we, we, we think about to be successful in business. We have to look at different identities that we've had from the past and how we bring those identities into our present context and into our present life. And to be completely successful in, in any business, there has to be some empathy, some sympathy, some compassion, but also there has to be some level of being able to show leadership. Now, if you were someone in your six-year-old, your 13-year-old, even your 25-year-old that wasn't able to sustain a leadership value system within you, if 
you were coming from that identity that you needed approval or you needed someone to look up to you and by doing that you made a you you compromised yourself then it makes sense to think that when you go into business then you know as a leader people expect leadership they're looking to you to tell them what to do how this works and remember empathy comes in compassion comes in at a heart level where you're able to still be a leader and direct and be assertive but at the same time have compassion compassion in our identity and developing our identity as we go through life we don't know who we're going to be when we're 35 45 55 65 we we can't see that far ahead but when we reach a point where we know that we feel uncertain or we're afraid of being positive in addressing something that is valuable to us something that we've created then we're going to lose we're going to lose simply because we don't have the sustainability and the self empowerment to be strong enough to be able to stand up to the curiosity of the child that is curious in wondering whether or not that in a child is curious in wondering whether or not if they speak up or if they're assertive they're not going to be loved and this is a very important thing i think especially in these challenging times where businesses are closing people are losing their homes people are becoming homeless people are losing their families their friends they're turning to addiction they're turning to all sorts of things because there hasn't been the foundation in the early stages of life that doesn't mean to say if you didn't have the right stability and security and the right input at a young age that you cannot maintain and be successful later on in life that is definitely not the case what i'm saying here is that at some point children children expect discipline and we're no different when we get to adult stage we're still looking for mummy or daddy to tell us what to do how to do it when to do it so think about that in terms of identity and what is your identity and how did your identity play a part in the person that you are today the role that you play the role that you have that people are looking to they're looking to for your assertiveness how does it play a part in you being a successful person and maintaining that how does it play out going back to the lady that I was telling you about that has come to me where she's afraid of saying no to her employees um afraid of losing them afraid of upsetting them what she's doing is she's reverting back into the child and they take on the role of the parent so in a prime example they will indicate what their needs are what we want i need a pay rise before i do that i need to know that my job is secure for her to feed into that she's letting go of her power she's losing the identity of the person that she is today that successful businesswoman that has made billions that is done very well that is is got to a place in her life 
where she believes she can support her family, she can send her children to great universities, she can support her husband, she's made it, she's done it. But at the same time, she still has that inkling, that deep belief that she's going to lose it. And I think that is something that most business people cling to, the fear of losing what they have today. And if we're going to go along with that, that fear that we're going to lose everything, then we're not really investing in who we are today. My investment today is that I have a very successful um, business. My investment today is that I take some, I wouldn't say chances, but I take some intuitive choices. I make some intuitive choices. I listen to my gut. I listen to my solar plexus, where the vagus brain resides, where the true brain tells me that, yeah, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And whatever people leave your life, if they're employees, if they're family members, if they're friends, if they're just people that you know socially, if they're going to lose your life, it's because you and them, the contract is finished. The relationship is finished. And this is what Caroline Mice talks about in her book, Sacred Contracts. Um, when a contract finishes, then it's time for you to be open to new ideas, new people, new investments, positive things that are going to help you to move forward in life as you come closer and closer to your immortality. In our later years, we don't want to be invested in the fear and the pain of the past, which I spoke about in my last podcast, why we cling to our pain, the investment. It's easy to say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to cling to my pain. I want to be a successful person. I want to move forward. How do I do that? Well, it's very simple in terms of the universe will provide everything that you need. So we're coming now to our intention. And the intention of the businesswoman or the businessman that sits there and thinks out through intention where they want to be in two years, in five years' time. They think about the investment that they've put in. And usually we come to a crossroads and we say, oh my gosh, but that seems so much. You know, there's an opportunity here. A business opportunity has come up and I need to invest. I need to move forward. And that might mean getting rid of staff. And then that causes the the anxiety and the fear to come up because we're, we're regressing back into the child self. We're regressing back into the six-year-old, the 13-year-old the indecisive 25-year-old. So identity, coming back to identity, you know, it's looking at identity throughout your life. And I want you to make a list of numbers that come up for you, ages that come up for you, where you, you took on a different role. You thought differently from where you were some time before. Think about that. Um, especially on the Chinese, the Chinese cycle of 12 years, where they say every 12 years, we're thinking differently, you know, we're in a transitional state where if we don't jump off that merry-go-round at that 
point in life where there's a life change opportunity that shows us we're ready to move move into that paradigm shift that is taking place if we don't jump off at that time and go with that then we can go around for another 12 years and just to make that clearer a paradigm shift is when we know intuitively instinctively it's time to end this relationship it's time to jump off it's time to move out it's time to let go and by doing that what we're doing is we're opening up the first three chakras the first three energy centers and we're including we're including the intention of letting go of guilt and shame and pride everything that is invested in our anxiety and our fear remember that we are spiritual beings here having the human experience so our conditioning in the in the lower self is always in the initial initial, initial stages of life our investment as we get older in the in the later years is our investment more in our higher self it doesn't mean to say as a young person that we're not invested in our higher self what we're seeing more and more of since the 80s the um conscious input of the indigo children that are making so many changes that have had so many changes that have made so many changes in the investment in technology followed by the star and crystal children you can check all this out through the internet but there's so many identities that we're looking at here so many ways of surviving in a world that we are in now that is in chaos the fear am i going to die of course you're going to die sooner or later but why you're alive why not move into a new identity with intention that i am here and i have a commitment to make to myself which contributes to the world at large i can make changes at a very individual level that will affect the collective consciousness if it's climate change if it's activism if it's standing up to racism or the um discrimination of people from all groups of life Thank you for joining me today. My name is Lana Lim Marino and um you can find me on Twitter Wellness Journeys, my Instagram Journeys to Wellness, um anchor.fm/linmarino if you want to send me any messages. It's always a pleasure to come back to my podcasting and to really share with you what's going on in my life which helps me to really kind of become more clear in sharing with others so i hope that um you have a great day you have a blessed day you're assertive and that identity it's all yours whoever you are wherever you are take care be well and be safe lots of love